1: Welcome to sustainable success over everyone is having a great week we are excited again that the numbers continue to climb here as we've been on the voice America business channel since late April hard to believe that we moved over from the influencer channel to the business channel and things couldn't even be better I can't thank you enough and if you're new to sustainable success we encourage you to also follow us on Apple at Apple podcast also at our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There we've had many of our great guests sharing their words of wisdom and insights to help you move your business and personal success to the next level. There's also a lot of other information there that you can get, so feel free to follow us there. And of course, we can also are aired through iHeart as well. So again, we want to thank everybody for being here. And our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types, an opportunity to rekindle old relationships or perhaps meet new people for the first time. This is a membership-based program, meaning it, it takes all the noise out of social media so you don't have all those crazy, annoying notifications that distract you throughout the day. You get to come in on your time to generate genuine and authentic relationships based upon what's important to you. So this is a great way to build strong, solid relationships with a select few people from people you went to school with or perhaps maybe not, but they w- went to your mater. it contains a wide array of different uh, services not available to the general public. So if you'd like to get more information, feel free to check them out, alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today. And this is a topic that is really true to my heart personally. We're going to be talking about employee well-being is your greatest asset. Well, I don't know about you, any company out there, whether if you're a small business to a Fortune 500 company, without people to leverage their strengths and offset their weaknesses, if you're not able to make sure that you're addressing their well-being or creating a psychologically safe environment, a place where people can now grow and prosper, this is the show for you because you're going to get a lot of great insights and how you can develop employee well-being to make it your greatest asset. Well, we're going to be talking uh, today with uh, Sarah Ashley Neal, She has 35 years experience working across industry, in-house, and through her own business, meaning she has a a rounded appreciation for the demands that different roles can have on our well-being. She's the author of Emotional Sandwiches. Sarah is also the creator of BU Start Now brand podcast and her signature program, Capable, C-A-P-A-B-L-E, the Holistic Mindset Strategy. They are all about getting to know yourself better from the inside out and recognizing that what you've worked, what what worked for you yesterday, may not support your well being today. Developing employee well being programs with HR leaders for over twenty years for brands such as Nivea, she has positioned her work as a leading edge. At time, it, if it was park perk, is not a necessity. Since 1996, she qualified in various bodywork treatments and nutritional therapy, running her own clinics. At Living Well and Homes Place Health Clubs, including her own center. After training in stress management and health and well being, coaching and CIPD learning and development, she's able to deliver a holistic, individualized approach in areas of employee wellness and speak on a wide range of topics, helping organizations to de- develop a resilient and resourceful workforce. And without further ado, We welcome Sarah Ashley Neal to the show. Sarah, how are you doing today?
2: Hi, Chris. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I love to be on the show. Good.
1: Uh, We are so happy to have you here. And Mm -hmm. I know you bring so much knowledge into this particular area. You know, let's just, you know, in general, let's just talk about, you know, when people hear that word employee well-being. And let's just define what that means to organizations overall. Why, what is it, and why is it so important in this era that we live in today moving
0: forward? Yeah,
2: that's a great question to start off with, Chris. Um, I think it's a word that's been bantered around a lot, and we don't always understand what it actually involves. I mean, it's pretty I don't know, it's multifaceted, it's multidimensional sort of word. So take imagine you're an HR person in the industry. Yeah. You may have a different perspective on it than if you're talking to an actual employee themselves. And, um, you know, employee well-being is about the overall holistic well-being of an employee, whether they're at work or whether they're at home. I mean, it goes together. It's holistic. Yeah.
1: It's a
2: starting point.
1: <laughs> no, it is definitely. And like you said, what what I loved about what you said is it does have a different perspective. Everyone can look at it from a different perspective. And sometimes it's somewhere where maybe that's where sometimes people don't may not understand because everyone's seen it from their perspective. But, you know, when you look at it, like in general, just collectively, mm-hmm. you know, there, there are many different size organizations. Why do you feel it's going to be so important that this is an area that while people know about it, and while there are resources out there, oftentimes it's not to the level that it should be. Mm-hmm. In order for be- companies to really truly benefit, from it, where do you see? Before we get into what can be done, but where mm-hmm. do you see employee well-being in terms of companies taking it to the next level as we move into you know the, you know into 2024?
2: yeah no sure i get that i think from my perspective having um, been on both sides of the table i've been an employee i've been a contractor i've worked with hrs uh leaders i've worked with uh, a senior management who have responsibility for looking after their employees and and i i feel that it's about getting to the grassroots. So coming back to your other question, when you're talking about employee wellbeing, uh, yes, you've got all those huge overarching reasons why employee wellbeing will be invaluable in the workplace. Um, you know, they're, they're covered off, sort of they're rattled off from, you know, low staff morale, low staff engagement, um, low profitability. But when it actually comes to employee wellbeing, Chris, people, they're all individualised. They're all individuals. And it's about approaching uh Employee well-being from an individualized perspective, uh, because when they're coming to work, they they often bring their home life with them. When they're at when they're at home, they may be mm-hmm. still thinking about work, especially with the COVID and uh, people are working from home. And um, I really believe that if if companies can and I appreciate, we're going to go on to about you know different ideas and perspectives. But from an employee well-being point of view, companies want their employees to be healthier and happier, don't they? I mean, that's a a huge aspiration. I don't know about you, Chris, but I, you know, it's not about saying to your employees, you're not healthy or happy. It's about how can you be healthier or happier? Because when you come to work and you bring that energy, your productivity will go through the roof individually. And, um, you know, it's about taking care of your well-being so that you come to work and you show up and you're in the zone. And employers want their employees to be uh, to show up and do
1: all of that. No, so true. I love what you just shared there, and you know, it, it you know, and basically what you said. I mean, it, it defines the title of today's show. I mean, it, they are your greatest asset because without people, you can't move forward. Yes, we have technology mm-hmm. and re, you know AI and all those things, but that in itself is not going to move a business forward. You know, it requires leveraging people's strengths people's diverse backgrounds. And if people aren't, you know, are not taking care of themselves, you know, in, you know, with issues like job burnout and, and so on, you know, these are the things that can cause people to either be out more often, uh, you know, they're going to be, you know, in this case sick. So they've got the absentee issue. You have the retention issue and, you know, onboarding new people or trying to, you know, over, you know overcome certain people being out for certain periods of time can be you know cost cost a company a lot of time and money so what are some of the things that you feel based upon your experience and research in this particular area and i know we're going to talk a little bit more about your programs here uh, in the later in the second segment of the show what are some of the things that we you know what you see companies can start you know begin the process they even not just create awareness but begin to something that's going Mm. to start moving things forward in this area?
2: Yeah, that's a good question, because it is about moving things forward, isn't it? Uh, I mean, you know, years and years ago, 20 years ago, sort of when I was working for companies uh, at the time, it was about engaging staff, even in a well-being program. Um, And, you know, even now they're talking about doing marketing in a company to actually engage their staff. I mean, marketing may not be the word they use, but you are still in effect selling an idea to your, to your employees. They come to work, they've come to work to do a job. They don't all want to be um, asked to even review their wellbeing in the workplace. You know, we we believe that employees uh, or adults, let's talk about adults. Um, and I appreciate absolutely diversity inclusion. You know, there's certain reasons why people need a lot of more support. But it's like a job, you know, if 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 someone's come to work to do a job, they turn to their employees the their line managers to support them with and equip them with the tools to do that role now okay i'm passionate about saying you've gone to work to do a work for that business that business is in business to make profit and their skill set might not be well being that's why they often outsource at times that's why you've got hr leaders you know being well-being champions themselves but it's also about re-educating employees to say, okay, I've got to take ownership of my well-being. So when I'm at work, I want to feel as well as I can to do that role. So therefore, employers themselves would I'd encourage them to, to actually give them the extra resources to support them on their own well being journey so that they can learn their own personal skills in the same way they'd learn You know, job skills. I don't know, you know, interject or or cut me off if I'm over talking. But I I think of the analogy about
1: going, keep going.
2: Well, you know, Chris, I mean, I always come with analogies and people know I'm pretty quirky. Uh, Grounded, I hope, but pretty quirky. And, you know, it's in the same way. I've got a car, you know, I I know how to put the diesel in, uh, petrol, whatever. Uh, I take it to be serviced once a year. Uh, You know, I, I, I mitigate the risk of that car you know burning out on the motorway I was in an eight-hour journey on the motorway the other day it should have taken four I was thinking car please cope it's the same with our well-being we we want to know that we're going to go that extra mile we want to know that when we show up at work we're going to be there five days a week or however many days we've been been contracted to do a, a job so but in the same way I don't know everything about my car and just because I've been born with this body I mean, going off at a spiritual level is completely different. So, employee uh, directors, uh, HR directors, hang in there. Bear with me. Um, but I would, you know, you want to learn what else you can do to run that car properly, and people don't always know how to go the extra mile and look after their bodies and their health and their well-being, which is a huge sphere. So, I better let you ask the questions, Chris. But yeah, it's about um, teaching people what they don't already know. Yeah, helping them find those resources because they're not always accessible as you think.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. There, there is a lot of information, but doesn't mean it's always easy to find. Or what's really, you know, what's what's, you know, how could I say, quality information against, or sometimes it, versus information that might look good, but it really isn't really going to serve them. So yeah, mm. it's just again not knowing, you know, not having this information. Well getting the information, but learning how to apply it one step at a time. Yes. Cause trying to do everything at all at once can be quite overwhelming. So it's like, Hey, what can I do first for a short period of time that get that done, get good at it now, implement something else and repeat the process. So that mm-hmm. way you're developing a routine. What can be some of the insights you could share Sarah in terms of like, if, you know, if you're an HR director or, you know, even if it's a smaller company and you're the owner of the company, but yet you're, you're, you value your employees, you value that mm-hmm. you're, you're helping to invest in their development. What are some of the things that can, can, it, what, what an organization can do to start to create that, that awareness or process that's going to help bring out the best in their employees through, through the optimizing their
2: well-being? Yeah, how long have you got, Chris? <laughs>
1: well, we got—we have a couple minutes. Three minutes. Still yeah. the break, but that's okay because we can talk about uh, it right after.
2: No, absolutely, Take your time. absolutely. Well, again, you know, it's—it's it's not so much coming on the show to to talk about hey, my products. It's about coming on to say, you know, you know, I'm in my fifties now, and years of experience has taught me from being both sides of the table that it's—you know—empowerment gets bantered around a lot, but it is about not only help asking it's not sorry it's not always expecting other people to empower us and enable us and get us to do the work but it's about meeting us halfway and, and and empowering ourselves to say look let's take some ownership here so if employees employers apologies if employers can meet their employees even halfway and say look what can you do to to review your own well-being where you're here now not where you were yesterday not in the future start actually looking at their well-being i call it the well-being landscape but start looking at that because it may they may in their own self-reflection process come up with some things that they might want to take back to their line manager or hr and say you know what i've recognized this now i'm struggling with x I know you can't fix me and and change everything. We're not even broken. What can you do to help me? Let's get employees asking the right questions and they'll get the right answers from their employees. I bet you.
1: Yeah. So I guess it, you know, the communication, it starts with the, with communication that, that the communication has got to be better and and we can always get better communication, be that it's more specific, clear, and concise. It's maybe these Mm -hmm. resources are more accessible, to to employees, you know whether if they're going to take ownership for themselves, because obviously mm-hmm. they got to do something with it. Nobody can force them to do it, but just making sure those resources are are you know a- a- available for Successful, people to yeah. take action with.
2: Mm-hmm. And coming back to resources, Chris, it's a good point because again, you know, I, I was talking to an HR director in a huge company the other day, and they were saying it's you know you they've got to be prepared to help their employees at whatever learning uh, ability, you know, they're, they're at. And not everyone's into reading, you know, some people just a visual. We know, you know, they want to look at um, the, the videos, YouTube articles, where they find those resources and their own time is separate. But there are certainly different learning styles that employers can support their staff on, that they can adopt and take forward and tailor in their own way.
1: Wow. No, 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 no. You were spot on. And I'm looking forward to you expanding more on that after we come back from break, because I know you got so much information and we're going to learn more about also the capable uh, methodology that you use for companies in this particular area and helping them. Uh, But this, this is so important, especially for, you know, HR and also small or, or, you know, in this case, people who run the companies, to really know the importance of this and how this is going to help bring their businesses to a whole new level, when we can look at employee well-being as as a is something to measure in terms of mm. production efficiency Absolutely. and profitability. Well, we it's got awesome. more to come with Sarah Ashley Neal again. Employee well-being is your greatest asset. Is what we are talking about today. We have to go to break, but when we come right back, we got more to come where we have left off. So you're going to get some great tips and insights to help elevate your business to the next level with more information on employee well-being. We'll be right back after the break.
0: What is balance? When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, Back to Sustainable Success.
1: Welcome back to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us, we're talking about employee well-being is your greatest asset. We're here today with Sarah Ashley Neal. And again, if you're just joining us, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today at the Voice America Business Channel. And again, we want to thank you for joining us. And again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at chris at christophersalem.com. That's Chris at ChristopherSalem.com, and we'll make sure to get back to you with any information or answers from today's show or put you in touch with Sarah directly. So, Sarah, you had shared so much great insight on some of the things that, you know, organizations, regardless of size, can start to do to kind of provide more value, to kind of create this awareness, to get people to start really taking ownership of their well-being. What would be some things from, you know, that you feel from your experience and things that you are working with, with your programs right now that you feel really will make it help an HR decision maker or any decision maker in a company, whether if it's just the owner or the CEO, what would, you know, would allow them to really be, you know, provide better resources for their people to you know, again, move forward. If Anything else that you, we didn't mm-hmm. discuss that you could share that can offer some great insight for those listening here?
2: Yeah, Chris, thanks. And that's regarding some of the work that I've done around uh, my capable program. Yeah, uh, I, I think the, the reason I, I brought in the capable program was just from the experience I had from um, doing ad hoc work with companies. So that's absolutely fine. You've got an organisation. They're not all doing a one year wellbeing programme. They could just be doing sort of a, a two hour, one hour workshop here and there. So I get that some HR uh, directors some companies will say, hey, I'm limited. I'm limited to what, yeah, we've got to do this. We don't want it to be a tick box exercise, but what can, actually, what can we bring to the table? And I make a joke about the bowl of fruit because that is something that really wellbeing was about years ago. So, having done uh, nutritional workshops, and um, I've got a you know a, very, a huge interest in nutrition, it 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 is a ask it is encouraging employees to provide a holistic approach because if you ask a group of employees, hey, what do you want to do today? They may say, oh, we'll do some meditation, some yoga, some Pilates, and the, the list goes on. But they're often short-lived contributions. Now. What does that person do with it afterwards? Not everyone goes to work actually feeling they need any support and wellbeing. They're already cycling to work. They've got their, got everything figured out. You know, a lot of areas of their wellbeing are doing great. It's not so much, it is about inclusivity and saying to employers, yeah, don't single people out. Give everyone the same opportunity because there are an awful lot of resources out there. Uh, but how about, again, coming back to asking asking the employees. Now, they might say we've got 10,000 employees. How on earth do we ask them all? You know, we can do a survey, but do we, How you know, a lot of surveys, Chris, I don't know about you and people out there, the audience, but a lot of them are are, are led, uh, whether we like to know that or not, they are. Um, So, you know, it's about getting uh, the senior managers, the team leaders involved in, in working with their little groups of employees whether it's 10 people 20 or even 100 about getting peer coaching off the ground uh they don't have to be coaches but you can get someone to say hey you know i don't even want to go to hr and talk to them i don't want to even go to my manager but i could really talk to you because you seem to be doing a lot of exercise and you know or you're really good with your eating give me some tips we have to encourage um Inter, in those interrelationships within the company so that people don't feel isolated if they don't like working with groups. And if they do like working with groups, bring it up in a team meeting and say, hey, what more can we do as a group to improve our well-being? Um, and just learn from each other, because I think there's so much value, especially in larger organizations, of doing much more cross-functional working. Um, and uh, and not being scared to say, hey, you know what? I've never been in a gym in my life or, you know, how yeah. to do that round of golf. Um, or actually, I've been eating far too many ready meals lately. What do I do to actually cook a meal and can I do it in 10 minutes? My answer to you is to use yes, because pretty much most of my meals I cook are healthy and I can do in 15 minutes. And I can cater for a family if I had to, but I don't have one at the moment. So, yeah. uh, back to you, Chris. What do you think of that?
1: Well, no, I think that's great, and I I, I love the fact that you said you know it, it's about people learning from each other because certain people may grasp onto this. Maybe they started earlier than say other people, or maybe some people just grasp and kind of get you know get, you know start to see changes. And it and and I'm a firm believer we all learn from one another. We learn from our example. We learn learn from our resourcefulness. So that being that example, and I think that what you shared was so important. Do you think that, you know, like companies can start to maybe organize some activities? You know, it could be like, hey, we're gonna do a, you know, today, you know, maybe not do it all the time because again, it's a business. You can't just but but maybe once a month or at least. Mm-hmm maybe organize, depending upon the size of the organization, but organize, Absolutely. I don't know, a fun activity, like making, you know, making lunch for, you know, you know, for one another, maybe, you know, doing something <laughs> easy that's healthy and fun that we can all, you know, you know, do something together and then we can talk about it at lunch and yeah. maybe have an that's awareness. Right. Session. I don't know if that is mm-hmm. like kind of what you were alluding to, but, but I, I think that, that, that would be, you know, when people feel included and when people mm-hmm. feel like they're part of something even if even if some people are ahead of them in this area of X, mm-hmm. you know, knowledge it it doesn't exclude people it doesn't they, no. they don't feel like oh like i don't know anything about this and you do so i should you know i should just you know just drop out you know they can totally. be they can feel like part of the team in this would do you agree from, yeah,
2: yeah i do and you've touched on something that um and i know covid brought this to a head where people are working from home and a lot of uh, i know team leaders uh, who have actually I've spoken actually spoken to, and they said, you know, we had to step up and actually get people to to do things from home and actually come on Zooms and just talk about how they were coping. And just and we're not out of those those kind of um, you know I mean COVID is going to be around, and we're not inviting another pandemic, but we can take some of those learnings back into the workplace. So yes, for example, I know that a lot of companies they're already um, doing a lot of those kind of activities that get people engaged um i mean staff engagement's probably for another podcast because you know whether staff or people are getting engaged for this kind of thing um is a little bit different than being engaged in, the, in their work but actually it's it you know if they're engaged in looking after themselves their energy increases and they they start becoming more vibrant and um yeah so coming back to what you you you're saying uh i think it is also about encouraging people not to be afraid to like we're talking about learning from each other uh, and not be afraid to come up with new ideas of how they can, because what what well-being is for one person is slightly different for another. And it is about uh, sharing that information. And I really would absolutely advocate I mean, how 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 do you go about doing cooking in the workplace these days? I don't know. I mean, if it's a small company, I've got a kitchen, but again, don't everyone don't quote me. Disclaimer alert: uh, health and safety. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, there's so much more you can do online, and there's you know there's lots of fun questions and uh, uh, what do they call them? The Q and As. I mean, have you ever been to one of those? Um, oh yeah. Like, what could be like from? a
1: huddle or a town hall, town hall meeting? Well, town yeah. Hall- or for a you know for everybody in the company and then huddles could be by you know i you know for their individual teams or unit business units whatever that is
2: yeah absolutely cuz cuz we've got to face it not everyone's interested in in the same thing um yeah. and but you'll always have the quiet ones who 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 at home they're fantastic coming back to cooking they're fantastic cooks but they're thinking oh and that's where you know even building their confidence not only standing up in meetings at work and standing up in their roles, but standing up and saying, hey, I do this in my private life. I really think it's going to benefit you and just bring some things to the table. Um, that's, you know, that's, I hope that's answerable. One no, part of question. no it, I know, I think no, those have to activities steer me here. are
1: great.
2: Yeah, um, throw the questions at me. I'll probably react I to that I think what it comes well.
1: down to is the, it, it, it you know, if if the organization, again, regardless of size, it shows that they're committed from the top down mm-hmm. and people start to feel like, well, it, you know, they're, they're sharing with us. We have to be help, you know, take control of our well-being and help be healthy. They're not telling us, but they're giving us an opportunity to choose to, to do so. Yeah. And yet yeah, they're doing it, too. So that makes them feel more included where it's not like, hey, you should be doing this. Yet you're not doing it. You're you know, but you're telling us we have to do it, but you're not doing it. So that that's where they're, I think a lot of organizations a lot of times, kind of disconnect with their teams because they just do it because they feel like oh we got to do it to check a box, but they're not really committed mm-hmm. to it. But when they see, see that the organization is is committed, mm-hmm. they're doing it themselves. They're on the same playing field as their 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 employees. They're more likely to maybe you know, take ownership of that themselves.
2: Absolutely. And so well-being can be in the workplace. And yeah. uh, and it's not about just having a list of two or three things and saying, well, if you don't pick on that, you know, if you don't show up to those, then that's your well-being program for the year. That's not well-being. And I appreciate that's something you're probably going to come into the last segment about my passion around what, you know, what companies can absolutely do to, to really get to. It's almost getting to... Um, it's getting to that reflective stage that you build out from. So working backwards, and I, and you know you were talking to me earlier about uh, if we've got a moment of, of how often uh, people can do this, and and I equate it if you think of a ninety day plan and you think of a ninety day working plan. Uh, I'm not saying everyone's project based in a company at all or sitting behind a desk, and that's the whole point—they're out and about. But if we or you know looked at it as a ninety day plan. I bet if their line manager said, please, can you put one of them together for the next three months? Why can't you do that with your well-being? And the good news, again, is you can. And that's really where I'm at, you know, supporting people to do it. Do it seasonal, you know, winter, spring, summer, autumn. Um, You might be someone who just wants to have one week, excuse me, one weekend um, every month. Uh, It might be once a year. Try and avoid doing it on New Year's Eve. Do it on New Year's Day or a couple of days afterwards. Give yourself some a break. But um, but that's when and 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 just be honest with yourself. When you come to do these uh, this 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 bout of reflection that I call it around well being, be honest because how can you get to know yourself better from inside out if you don't start from where you're at now and look at where you want to be? That's why it's called strategy.
1: Yeah, that no, was so true. So true. What are some other things that you know? W- you know, when you draw, when you look at your your the program that you're working with right now, mm-hmm. Sarah, your capable program. You know, what are some of the things that you feel like when people begin to you know do things one step at a time? Like it, it you know, mm-hmm. like Rome wasn't built overnight, so that started with one thing, and then they got that done. That led to another. That got that, and so taking that that slow, slow and steady wins the race approach. Yeah. so that people are more likely to stick to these changes rather than try to do everything at once and then get overwhelmed and kind of fall off the wagon what yeah. what, what are some other things you could share from the capable program that you see that are you know helping people one one person at a time in an mm-hmm. organizational setting to you know see see that what can what can be as a result of it
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Chris, for asking that, because um, very briefly, just the the Capable program is a foundational signature package initially. Uh, Without going to the detail of that, coming back to some of the steps, I mean, it is a seven-step framework, but there's always going to be a seven-step framework on something. And I think this is it. I mean, you can say to someone, you know, a seven-step framework, you know, on how to create a holistic well-being mindset. Well, heck, after seven steps, am I done? Well, the answer is no. What it's about is uh, but, you know, looking at it from a foundational perspective, you know, same as you're building a house or Rome, whatever, you, you, you've you got your, your your foundations and then you build on that. And the beauty with life, the beauty is it is a lifelong learning process. And with the Capable Programme, it gives room for learning different techniques so that not only are you doing what I call a well-being landscape and actually downloading at, an, at a glance snapshot of everything going on in your life, <laughs> I say everything, um, but obviously within within a wheel of well-being uh, aspects. Uh, but what about doing a risk assessment on your own well-being? What about saying to yourself, what am I willing to continue with? What is it I need to change? If I don't do X, Y, Z, how is that going to impact on the future? What can I do now to mitigate the risk of that? And my, I would always encourage people to not get caught up with, the fear of something happening, but just being mindful that something could happen around your well-being if you don't pay it attention or pay it more attention now. Um, and again, without going into too much detail, it, you know, you can. I could ask somebody to prioritize, you know, ten different things in their the well-being landscape to to look at. Who can just sit down and change the life? You know, change ten things about the life in five minutes. And Chris. When they've completed this exercise themselves in their own time, they might actually say, you know what? What I thought was important to me actually isn't. I thought it was important because everyone's telling me it's important. Every you know, everyone at work's doing it or everyone in the magazine's doing it on TV. And actually, I'm actually comfortable with that more than I realise. So go back and have a look at another priority and then do a little bit of an assessment on it. And once they've completed some of these techniques, they'll go. Actually, that's the name of the game. If I can actually focus on that, and remember, life is—it's a live business plan. It's a live business plan. So, it's a case of once you start becoming more self-aware, and it, it will become a natural lifestyle practice, looking after yourself, and then you can create new habits as a result of that if you want to.
1: Yeah, like I said, it, it's always something you can build upon and. So true. I love what yeah. you just shared there. And it's, it's one, one journey journey, you know, it's one thing at a time before you can kind of move on. It's like a daily yeah. routine. You know, if somebody said, Hey, Chris, you know, that daily routine that you did, what you just start doing that one day? I said, yeah, mm-hmm. but I did one thing for 30 days and did it using discipline and consistency. Then I added another and did that for 30 days. So by the time six yeah. months, wrong, then I had a routine, but if I had tried doing all six things, at one time, I probably would have became overwhelmed and probably fell off the wagon. And so exactly. it's like one step at a time, what, what you shared. So, yeah. so
2: true. And that's true. So, yeah,
1: sorry. Yeah, Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say, even with a foundational program, I don't know about you. Have you ever, you ever done a, a course, whether it's two hours or two days or two weeks, and you just want to get to the end because you think by getting to the end, that end nugget is actually going to be the most important one. And in fact, it's, yes. it's working backwards. And doing and making sure like you talk about being a process all the time you know that they're, they're, these things are designed for a reason and it's also and it's about being able to adapt them to suit your lifestyle so that it's not about people telling you how to live your life only you can do that but if you know but there's nothing wrong with asking with support along the way um and that's what some of these steps will do uh and and yeah. just to yeah to round that off for you uh I, you know, and to the audience, you can do a step and step program, but once you've done it from start to finish, nothing stops you going back to an area and actually revisiting it.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been great information, Uh, Sarah. I know we got to go to break right now, but, you know, you, I know you got more to share here in the next segment. Again, um, you know, we are, we are, you know, talking about, you know, employee well-being is your greatest asset. So, again, we got some great information that you're hearing here. If you're just joining us again, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today. We have to go to break, but when we come right back, we got more to come. So we'll see you right soon.
0: What is balance? When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Welcome back to Sustainable Success. Again, our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types and an opportunity to meet new people for the first time. Also, this particular platform also caters to professional athletes that are making a transition into everyday life through the uh, from athlete to entrepreneur this is a great way for athletes now to come into their own community with other pro- former professional athletes so they can share insights and resources to help them make that transition into everyday life's more in a more seamless way feel free to check them out at alumni direct.com that's alumni direct.com so sarah i mean some great information that you've been sharing here about employee well-being is your greatest asset in, in, in terms of, you know, when you look at the powers that be in these organizations, you know, this is something that, that if people can really wrap their heads around how important this can be long-term to generate, you know, mm-hmm. higher retention, less absenteeism so they can begin to track these things, you know, In terms of, you talked a little bit about some of the things that can be done and some of the, you know, things that can be done over time. What would you say that, you know, in terms of the commitment from that decision maker, you know, does this have to be like really super important or can it even be somewhat important? But knowing that once they make that decision to do something, they're going to see the results long term from implementing a program, let's say, as your Capable program. Mm -hmm. And it's not about your program in general. It's about, again, that they can adopt a program that that Capable provides and give them now a resource that can help them, each person to move forward. Can you talk about, again, a little bit more about how important this is going to be long-term and, any again, any insights that you would recommend to an HR professional, to a you know, C-suite, whoever, depending upon the size of the company, whoever is involved in that process.
2: Yeah, that's an absolutely super question because it doesn't matter what size the company is. uh Like I said, well, you've got 10, 10 people or or twenty thousand people. uh You know, companies talk about return on investment, and it's not something you're always going to see overnight when when you're doing adopting a well-being program. Um, and again it's it is about sometimes you can start these programs and it can take a while not only for the results to be seen but people to actually get engaged because some people will just go at it straight away and then it could be i don't know a few days later before people start really talking about it and getting that kind of energy and i would i would suggest to to companies who are embarking on a program like mine or and there are some fantastic programs out there a lot of online apps um you know uh humans you know we're talking about them being obsolete let's hope not I absolutely love getting out there talking to people (laughs) um and face to face because you can just sense so much can't you Chris um but it's I I would I would encourage employees whatever program they're taking on but talking about the capable program is that it you know uh, think of it as a foundation think uh, encourage your employees to have a beginner's mind Mm. You know, because there will always be, like I said, the people out there who just say, you know what, I'm I'm absolutely fine. What I would say is you could be fine now and we don't know what happens around the corner. We don't know what's going to go on with life. Something just knock you like a ton of bricks. And all of a sudden you will just wish that you'd actually, you know, uh looked at your well-being a little bit more closely um we can all be complacent about it can't we? we've heard of obviously tragic stories out there we don't even touch on them now but they happen in the workplace and through covid we have bereavements oh, if you'd um, like to share please illnesses. do. i mean
1: whatever you like to share sarah please yeah
2: do. well I, th- I think it's more just um you know, not choosing the worst case scenarios because when it comes, you know, companies are talking about mental, possibly I'm going off at a tangent now, draw me back in, Chris. Not but, you know, they talk Keep about going. mental health. And, and I've, I've talked to a couple of companies who have said, we're absolutely fine, we, we've got someone doing me- mental health now. And I'm saying I I have, you know, I would encourage employers to just be careful about even labelling some of the kinds of programmes they think they ought to be doing out there, Um absolutely everything has its place uh whether it's physical fitness social well-being employee um you know em- emotional well-being but it's i but it's about in- encouraging excuse me about encouraging companies to say look we have to we have to introduce opportunities to our employees that are going to work for them so that they can in return uh look after themselves well enough so that employees start seeing the results of their investment. And it isn't, you cannot micromanage employees when it comes to to wellbeing. It's mm. not in their remit. Someone could come to work and they don't have to do anything to do with wellbeing. You can't force anyone. You mentioned that uh, uh, before. But but with any of these programs, it is about tracking. I would suggest, you know, tracking the, the progress, uh, but not invading people's privacy uh encouraging them to share without having to feel they've got to share their absolutely most, you know, in depth personal um situations because people that's that people don't want to come to work and do that. Um so yeah, Chris, mean feel free to just uh fire any questions at me. You know, Chris knows me well enough to know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll go off at a tangent if he doesn't rein me in.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. You know, those that are listening to the show right now, and of course those, you know, will be listening also later on demand as the show, and we get a lot of people that listen to it after the fact, other than live, you know, what, like we talked a little bit about, like, you know, about the importance of well-being, what are some things like that you would recommend, you know, uh, you know, besides getting to know you a little bit better, you know, just again, looking at the bigger picture, like, you know, Mm -hmm. looking at what's worked, what hasn't worked. And, and again, you know, looking at like, again, incorporating at least something that's going to get the ball rolling with wellness, whatever that is. It doesn't mean they have to like have all the answers overnight, but just starting with just one thing to kind of get the ball rolling. Any other insights that you could share there?
2: Yeah, I think it can be overwhelming. So I think yeah, because that's why I brought it up.
1: Because you know, because oftentimes Mm. this area, it's 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 there's so much information.
2: Mm. Everyone's
1: you know is is doing some doing something in this area on some level, but the question is, are they really doing something with it? Are they checking a box off and then that's it? Because you know, no no one's really taking ownership to actually do it. But But what can a wellness say? You know, somebody that's really looking at wellness for their organization what can they do to now look at ways they can look to make it stick long term does that mean they have to take ownership themselves and be the example first so that that way they can now you know when people see that they're doing it mm-hmm. for themselves it's going to be more likely they're willing to now be open to these resources
2: yeah that's a great question because what's just come to my mind is that I mean you know i don't know if you've ever been to a doctor and I love you doctors out there. But you've been oh, I, to a doctor I have, but it's been a while. Oh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're just so fit and healthy, Chris. Honestly, you're an inspiration. You can take <laughs> over this interview now. Um, you know, you can go you, you can go to a health advisor and you can look at them and think you're giving me advice. You you know, I, I know you spoke, smoke 20 a day or, um, you know, we've all got our perception. Not everyone sits there, you, you know, looking at a peak of fitness. That's not what well-being is about I, i you know well being is not just about your waistline that's a, another health podcast altogether um so when it comes to helping people just to get started uh, other than you know following what i consider um you know some general rules about really getting to grips with your own well being not everyone's going to be going through something going to go through a program before they actually start doing something um what i would encourage people to do is like i said not to compare themselves to everybody else um not to focus necessarily on all what they think is typical i have to meditate i have to go and do some exercise i've got to gain weight or lose weight whatever is important to them um but like you said it is about taking small steps so for example you know you know, I'm well into my fifties, and I was pretty fit for like a good fifty, you know, fifty years. And then for a couple of years, yeah, my waistline's grown myself. And so, you know, I, so take myself even as an example. I say, right, what can I do to reset, to recalibrate, to not say, oh gosh, I'm falling apart. I I need to go and fix every area of my life. No, because holistic health and wellness is about often when you look at one area, another area will start falling into place. Um, you know, or something may improve as a result of doing X, Y, Z. So find things that you do enjoy. Find, um, if you know, again, sorry if I'm focusing on exercise. No, it's not no, the main thing around on. well-being. It's more from an example point of view. Uh, you know, I know plenty of people, they get to a certain stage and they go, I just I don't want to run in the rain. I don't want to go walking. I don't want to do X, Y, Z. Well, what do you want to do? It's about movement, uh, for an example. Find something that you you want to do that you could enjoy for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, forget people are out there doing hour runs, you know, just do five, 10 minutes. And when it comes to eating habits, you know, maybe you've never eaten salad in your life. Maybe you're used to whatever it is, yeah. find something that you can reintroduce into your diet. And I could talk about nutritional workshops as well for, yeah. for
0: another
2: two hours. Find something, um, bring colour into your life, look at what you're eating, look at you know what variety of colours are on your plate because whether you know anything about nutrition or you've got time to learn about nutrition, just bring some variety of colour. And I'm telling you now, you've already brought you know loads of micronutrients into the diet and you will already start feeling better just by eating healthier. So whatever it is, whether it's your finances or your relationships, think that, that, that you're challenged with Uh, if you're challenged with, if you're not challenged with anything and you're on this call, just think about maybe reviewing something and doing something you haven't done before that might just move you on. So you're feeling healthier and happier more of the time. And that's pretty much what I say to people.
1: Wow. That's great. So so important. And so important. Like you said, it just, it, it, you know, slow and steady wins the race and, and, and if people can become the example, like especially the people that are driving this, like, you know, if it's like a decision, you know, if it's somebody who runs the company or somebody tasked with employee, employee programs, you know, when they mm-hmm. see people are doing it themselves, they're going to be more likely to be open for change. And not that you're forcing it on them. You're not saying, hey, you have to do this. I mean, this mm-hmm. is this is up to them, you know, that they they get to make that decision. But knowing that people are more likely to come out of their comfort zone and do things
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know for, that could be better for them, especially when they they start feeling that they're more energetic, they they, they don't have brain fog, they feel you know, they feel more focused, and so mm-hmm. on. I think it's so exactly. important. Yeah. Anything else that you would like to share? In you know, because I we have about less than four minutes left in the show, and I want to make sure that we we covered everything that you wanted to share as to this very important topic. Anything in the next? minute and a half that you could Mm. share some more insight, even two minutes that you feel like, you know, could really either solidify what you've shared already or just add that we haven't
2: covered. No, thanks, Chris. Uh, Just something you've reminded me of there is when you you asked me about, um, you know, set people setting examples. I think it's absolutely great that people in the workplace do, especially when they're in a leadership role. I think we also have to remember they're human beings as well, and they might be on their own journey so they might be an HR director who's struggling with their own well-being. They could be a senior manager struggling with their well-being. And we expect them to have all the answers and be able to uh, demonstrate almost borderline perfection in the workplace. And they don't. I think it's very much about being open and being humble and even, you know, being able to challenge, um, you know, your, your manager and just having a conversation and and feeling able to to explore something new because they haven't got all the answers and they're probably brought into the company to be very good at building cars or, I don't know, um, I can't think, top of my head, running a retail company. They, they're they not there to be perfect at wellbeing. That's why they go and find resources themselves. So I think that's one thing that's important um, for, for people to, to be mindful of that um, not everyone has the answers. And that's where it comes back to accountability and saying, who else can I go and talk to? Who else can I find information? Where can I find resources? When can I find the time to do it? Um, just ask some of those questions to yourself instead of expecting all the questions to be outside of yourself and just look within occasion. Oh, yeah. And just yeah,
1: so important. Just,
2: yeah. Thank you, Chris.
1: No, no, great stuff that you're sharing here and so, so important. You know, uh, Sarah, I know we got a, you know, we have a little about you know, a little over two minutes left in the show, and I really would love people that are listening right now and those that are listening later. I'd love them to get to know you personally. How, what is the best place to reach you? How they can get a hold of you? And say, se- and also, you know, s- setting up some time to learn more about the Capable program, which is an acronym. You know, but Capable mm-hmm. is easy to remember because people know what Capable is. If you could share that and anything else that you would like to provide or share with the uh, audience okay. and those listening later.
2: Oh brilliant. No, I appreciate the opportunity. Lovely. Thank you. Uh my business is called Sanartina. com. So sanartina.com. We've got Facebook page sanartina.com and what I'd love people to do reach out to me on LinkedIn because I'm not psychic and I could I've done this before, I can put on programs and find that no one's interested in them because I really want to hear what people have got to say. Um, you know, I can have 10, 10 people in front of me with all different opinions. How on earth do I create a workshop around okay. that? So, so you know, share what you'd like uh, to get interested in. I would love to share the capable program with people. That's, that's a given. Uh, however, how I deliver that may be different to one audience than, than another. So jump on LinkedIn, connect and kindly just say you know would you would you be interested in doing a workshop so jump on a discovery call let's chat um and the more people who say hey you know come and do a workshop for us or you know uh when you're in our neighborhood uh, i i'd love love to know numbers and then i can talk to you more about it and uh and support you on your wellness journey so yeah let's meet i'll meet you halfway so let's go from there I should say I'll meet you the whole way, but um, oh, you will, you, you will. Know. Well.
1: Uh, well, Sarah, thank you so much. I want to thank you personally for taking time out of your schedule to be with you. us here today. Thank you so much.
2: I appreciate the opportunity. Lovely. Take care of everyone out there. Look after your well being and your well being. Look after you.
1: Absolutely, and listeners, we want to thank you each and every week joining us here with Sustainable Success. We highly encourage you to reach out to Sarah at San Artinian again get to know her schedule a call with her she has a wealth of information there's you know she'd be happy to share with you some things get to know what's important to you and shed some more additional insight personal to your situation whether if it's personal or in your workplace again you will not regret it she offers a wealth of knowledge i personally have seen these programs in action and and watched the videos and all the resources that are available please take advantage of this It'll be the best decision that you will make in this particular area. Till then, everybody, have a great rest of your week. And again, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today at the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you then.
0: Thank you for tuning into Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an incredible week.